Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling. The complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day. And for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathrooms, if you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 800-896-8242. 800-896-8242. That's 800-896-8242. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to another wonderful hour of the most exciting, entertaining, and I always say sometimes informative show on earth. I'm here, your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks, my co-host, and Todd Cunin, my co-host. We have our illustrious producer, Cal Hunter, behind the glass. Thank you for joining us, all of you. We love to have you here listening to us. We appreciate your support. The support keeps growing day and day. WTJS 93.1 FM, Jackson, Tennessee. Thank you for our being our newest affiliate this week to join us. Uh, affiliates all over the country are just jumping on board. To our show, I, I'm just really pleased at what's going on. We started this almost three and a half, four years ago, Denise Todd, and I and I was thinking about it when we remember we used to have uh, uh, law students do stuff yes. for us and do research on cases, and they'd be like t- 10, 12 pages of uh, legal analysis, and it was really cool. And we did this at the very beginning, but it was the most boring thing you could ever happen. And then finally, we just like. We have our cases, and I know our personalities, the three of us lawyers and then Cal as the producer, you know, I'm stroking myself on the back a little bit. We have fun personalities, and we're having a good time, and we finally realize just let it loose, just have our general topics we know, we understand the law on them, and we, let's just go with it. And it started running smoother and smoother. And like a, a recent uh, owner, general uh, manager of a station who just told me, he told us, this is the most entertaining show. He loves it. And, he, and he, when they hear Radio Law Talk, they go, what? Sounds boring. And then they hear us and they join the show. They said, well, this is some of the most popular radio on their stations. You know, so... Uh, we're, we're doing well. Thanks, Cal, for coming up with it with me. Cal and I talked about this way back when we've known each other, and and uh, as a little tiny, let's hey, this might be a good idea. Let's try this thing. Yeah, I think we were having lunch, and you said, you know, if folks want to do this, and I said, well, okay, well, let's, well, let's, let's try to put it together. Let's try yeah. to put it together. And we you guys it. wrote on a napkin. Yes, and... there was table it, napkin. No, it was. Yep, it was absolutely. all. It was one of those napkin things, and now we're booming. And thank you very much for joining us. You can always call in at uh, Denise. What's the phone number to call in here? It is. 855-529-7234. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. 
Uh, we're going to have a case or no case coming up, and then we're going to talk about, we just talked about hour two. We try to separate these hours due to the fact that sometimes some stations have us on for one or two hours. It's a three-hour show. You can go to our website, www.radiolawtalk.com, to get the rest of the show, or as Cal says, we stream it live. Uh, but we're going to talk about the San Francisco Giants lawsuit on the stadium uh, very briefly. I want to finish up on that because we talked about it second hour, and, and, and then, Cal, we're going to case or no case. So what we were talking about was uh, this this uh, guy who played for the San Francisco Giants, uh, Mac, w- Mac, w- uh, Mac Williamson, Williamson, yeah. Williamson, who brought a lawsuit because he tripped over the, uh, the uh, pitcher's mound, uh, which is three or four stadiums at the time had – the bullpen was actually on, on the, field. the field, right? And yeah, so there's some questions you brought up that I wanted to answer. Yeah, and, and we're talking about the bullpen pitcher's mound, which is off to the left side. He's playing left field, tripped over, slammed into the fence, and got a concussion. And it, it, it pretty much put a damper on his 2017 season, 2018 season. Now, a couple of things. In the break, I researched this, made sure only one named defendant in this. And, and I nailed it, didn't that's I? That's right. And it is the China Basin of... Uh, Ballpark, right, and and the causes of action there are two: premises liability, mm-hmm. and negligence. And the idea here, in the in the complaint, they're saying, look, uh, the allegation is, it is a well-known hazard, and they cite things like the Chicago Cubs even took their on-field bullpens out because of the hazard. And Earl Weaver back in the day, famous manager back in the 70s, said on-field bullpens are not good for player safety. They're dangerous. And they cite examples of people that had tripped over the bullpen mounds in both right and left field at the San Francisco Giants ballpark. People including Marco Scudero, Bryce Harper, you know, big-name players that are current that had tripped over the Hunter Pence. The interesting thing is, in the citing this, they cited players that had tripped over the bullpen, face-planted, as they say, were unable to make the catch, but they didn't cite anybody that I saw in there who actually got injured doing so. It just affected the play. Right. But it didn't say that somebody had actually been injured as a result of that. So why, so, why is it they have only named China Basin Ballpark Company? Well, you have an answer. I have for that. an answer for that. And I knew that as Todd was it, it, talking about. Do tell. So the interesting thing is, is the argument by the defense is, well, we have a collective bargaining grievance process you can go through, and your your sole remedy is workers' comp. That's right. That is true. They can do workers' comp, and I'll guarantee he probably did do a workers' comp claim. But in most states, including California, you can go outside the work comp. Work comp has the right to be reimbursed, by the way, and you can sue a third party that causes an accident. An example, auto accident. That's right. What if you're driving your company car, you get hit and you get injured, the work comp's going to cover you, but you could sue the other person who caused the accident. When Mac Williamson was playing... If it was a work comp or something, he could go against his employer. That's his exactly employer right. was the San Francisco Giants baseball team, right. not the China Basin right. Ballpark Company. They're a separate entity. Now, here's their argument. So the but, defense, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, but the China Basin is a subsidiary of the team but it'll that be owns that ballpark. But it just, notice it's separated. Yeah. They do that on purpose so they can. They, they can't go after every single entity that they own, so they separate them out. And that's okay. what happens. I deal with this as a, oh, on a daily basis, it seems like. But what's interesting, I think they have better arguments. Maybe I'm helping them out here. I shouldn't. This is free legal advice, which I don't give legal advice on my show. Um, collective bargaining agreements argument, workers' comp. There's two other uh, arguments that the defense could make. Does anybody know? I, I mentioned it to you, but outside me mentioning it, 
They probably wouldn't know. There's a thing called open and obvious. You know what? Mr. McWilliams, was it McWilliams? Mac Williams. Mac Williams. Mac Williams. Yeah. You knew it was there, right? Yeah. You knew it. You saw it. You've been around it. You watch for it. So it's an open and obvious issue. And there's an assumption of the risk argument, too. There's an assumption of the risk. you got to say, look, you're playing baseball. You assume the risk of getting injured by tripping over a uh, you know, a uh, pitcher's mound. By hitting your head on the yeah. on the uh, and, right. and, and, and you think about fence. that. They have included, in because of what they included in the complaint, it almost gift wraps it for the defense when they list uh, 2014 Michael Saunders fail, uh, falling over the bullpen mound. 2016 Bryce Harper fall over the bullpen mound. 2016 Hunter Pence did it. 2017 Colorado Rockies players did it twice. You put it in your complaint. All of this happened in 2018. You just included in your complaint allegations that let us know you knew this was an issue. but And you chose to play anyway. That's exactly right. And yeah. there's another thing that you brought up earlier was, oh, well, guess what? They fixed it afterwards. That's right. And guess what? There's a thing called subsequent remedial measures that you want. The government wants individuals, companies to fix things. You know, okay, I... Someone gets injured on it. I'm going to leave it dangerous if it is dangerous because I don't want to show that I was at fault. So there's protections under the law, defense arguments that they can't bring this up under subsequent remedial so, measures. So what Fred's talking about is this accident occurred in 2018. The Giants played the rest of 2018 with right. bullpen mounds out there. They played 2019 with bullpen mounds out there in the field of play. Before the 2020 season, the Giants altered their ballpark, and they put the bullpens behind the fence, which also changed some of the dimensions, making it a little more hitter-friendly, but that's a different discussion. After doing that... This lawsuit is filed, and a lot of people are thinking, see, the fact that they did it should mean that they know they're liable, and they're not. They can't well, use not. that. Well, not. That's an argument. That's an that's, argument. They yeah. shouldn't and use a, a remedial measure to prove liability. That's exactly right. And right. then they're trying trying to claim that the owner, the former owner that's now um, deceased, that he apologized to him. Which is a subsequent which, Exactly. Which is the yeah. same thing. It's going to be an evidence preclusion. But it's going to be back that. and forth. I deal with this all day long. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's, this is uh, kind of fun and interesting to do that. We're going to come back. We will do a case or no case, Cal, that has skunked us and beaten us other than one point so far. I think we're going to win this third one. Well, we'll see. Uh, case <laughs> or no case is coming up here as Radio Law Talk continues. Yeah. yeah, stay tuned. There's more coming up right here. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. 
Ever wonder how the credit card companies make their money? Well, think about this. If you owe $25,000 on five different credit cards and you make your minimum payments every month, here's what it's going to cost you. Are you sitting down? You'll shell out over 13 grand in additional interest and it's going to take over 13 years to pay off your original $25,000 balance. That's how they make money. Now it's your turn to fight back by calling the Debt Solutions Network. We'll work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. We promise we can and will reduce your debt. Call right now for a free 15-minute debt analysis. 866-451-3328. 866-451-3328. That's 866-451-DEBT. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. She was known as Galloping Gertie, the bridge that crosses the narrows between Tacoma, Washington and Gig Harbor, Washington. This bridge was horribly under-designed, and in a big windstorm, it began to wobble and go crazy like a, like a snake in a hula. If you watch the old film, 
It's amazing. It just undulates and undulates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Undulates and and throws cars around and everything. And it was determined that an engineer's theory about reducing certain cable decking and support was tragically wrong. As you can imagine, though, Galloping Gertie's demise left a tangle of financial issues for the community and for state officials to unravel. The 1940 Narrows Bridge Company carried insurance spread among 22 different carriers. They guessed the value at about 5.2 million, 80% of its full value. But here's a cool little thing. When the bridge collapsed, the lives of one insurance man got very interesting. Hallett R. French was very excited because Mr. French had pocketed the premiums on one of the state's policies and never filled out the paperwork, just put the money in his pocket. He felt sure he'd never be found out. He was, and he went to prison. On June the 2nd, though, insurance underwriters filed their report. They believed that the piers, cables, and towers could be salvaged and reused, and they offered the state a settlement of $1.8 million. Three weeks later, the state filed its counterclaim. Except for the piers, they said it's a total loss. Estimated loss, $4.3 million. So the insurance company said, well, maybe we ought to go to court. So the question is, did they? And if so, who prevailed in this matter of the underdesigned collapsing snake bridge? Fred Penny, I ask you, case or no case, my friend? Well, it's obviously a case. I'm going to win that. Oh, wait a minute. Question is, do they sue? I'm going to say with so much going on, what year was that? I know it was that in the 60s. 1940. 1940. Correct. Yes. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. famous picture of that undulating oh, coming it's, up. Once I'm, you see it, you can't forget yeah, it. There's yeah. got to be lawsuits with that thing. There's just There had to be lawsuits. There's too much going on, too many things. I'm going to say it's a case, and there were lawsuits. And I'm going to tell you, though, that the insurance company uh, uh, said you, could re- you had to reuse the... Uh, you know, the parts that were available, I think that's probably true. It's like fixing a car. Uh, they, they, You know, part of the in, in your insurance, uh, you know, uh, you, when you make an insurance claim for an auto accident, a lot of times they can fix your car instead of replacing it. That's probably all wrong, so I'm going to say it's a case, and the insurance <laughs> company wins. I love your confidence there, Fred. Yeah, I have zero confidence <laughs> Mr. when it comes to case or no case. I have a lot of confidence, but none for case or no case. Case or no case. My analysis is this. I think that Cal tipped his hand earlier on in this show when he said, you know, um, I think that I ought to get a point if I stump you guys. Well, I thought it was two points. But just, no, you, you ought to be awarded some sort of points for stumping I'll leave that to Denise. You can award how many and, you see fit. And, and in so doing, I think he was thinking that if I put forth tantalizing cases, I can induce all of them to say case. And the easiest way for me to get a point is if I say if they give no cases. And he's going for the hat trick. So I'm going to say <laughs> no case. Not based on the merits of the case. Not just based on strategy. the merits of the case. Just <laughs> no case. I see. <laughs> and, 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 and look, look, I hope I'm wrong. I honestly hope I'm wrong, Cal. Because I think that will bode well for you at the pearly gates to say, well, wait a minute. I didn't lie on everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. Apparently, so, Todd believes I'm going to have a serious reckoning. I think I think you could have demise. some trouble. Okay. I, I hope he's wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly, I do too. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Denise, what say um, you? Case or there, no case? Well, the state. Okay, so there's insurance, mm-hmm. um, and then one of the guys goes to prison because he didn't. He's one of the 22 carriers that did not um, actually uh, provide the insurance. Correct. So. The question is, do they have to 
um, ensure the bridge at the capacity at which it was, which was defective, or do they have to ensure the bridge to make it non-defective and, and that? And I'd say, and that's why the insurance company went to court because they're saying um, we don't have to pay for a brand new bridge that was that's not defective. We just have to pay you for the value of the bridge that you had. The parts that broke, right? Exactly. So I'm going to. It's pretty. It's an interesting. Don't um, follow me. Just you. I can hear you're starting to follow my logic. <laughs> don't do it. Just just resist. Well, I was going to say that the. Insurance company wins. That's what I said. I said. I know it's a case. case and the insurance company wins. It's an automatic. You said lawsuit. wins or loses. Wins. I yeah. said it's a case and the insurance company wins. And for the same reason I'm yes, saying. Yes, exact same reason. So you're trying to tell me that I should step out and I'm go just, opposite of you. I'm just telling you. you should go opposite <laughs> of me. I'm just telling. I'm warning her. Okay. Do whatever you want. I'm just step telling. away from the exploding whale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna that's say. Hour two. I, I just feel like. There's something tricky about it where it somebody would think, of course, the insurance company is going to lose, and it's a bad faith thing. But I'm going to say the insurance company wins. Okay, she's with me. All right, so yeah. she's with you, and I'm, I'm. Well, we've got a minute. We've got about a minute to go. I'm just going to say I love listening I, to your logic. I love listening to all of yet. you. Think. Let me enjoy. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't disappoint me. I, I, I just wanted to enjoy the commercials. Okay. So just, just, just don't disappoint me at this point, Cal. Because I know Todd's going to sit there and smile and go, oh, another one. <laughs> yeah, Todd can we is just, ahead. Can we just figure a way not to talk? Let's talk about what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. We're going to talk about a... Yeah. It, Give us the next fall, segment plug. you got about a minute to do yeah, that. Okay. Texas yeah. jury trial, there's issues with COVID. And we're going to tell you who comes down with COVID, and not just in Texas, but other courtrooms that are having COVID issues. And I know kind of what's going on with some of these trials during the COVID. And I'm going to bring up some interesting behind-the-scenes stuff that they've got to do to get these trials going, especially criminal trials. They can't sit in jail forever. No, they so can't. So they got to get these going and some of the problems they're having in there. We're going to talk about Avenatti and about the, uh, remember, it's the ghost ship fire when we come back. But before that, Cal's going to disappoint me again. <laughs> And I'm going to lose case or no case with my positive attitude. And then we're going to talk about those things I just mentioned. So hang on. All right. The answer to the case or no case query is coming up momentarily right here on Radio Law Talk. So we encourage you to stay there. And we'll be right back. Don't forget, you can listen to all Radio Law Talk episodes. They're archived at radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to Radio Law Talk. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. 
and they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Cal, do, do a quick overview and, and, and throw me the disappointment. Okay, the Galloping Gertie Bridge in Washington <laughs> State. Uh, it was underdesigned. It uh, got the cars got thrown off of it. People got hurt, and the state and the insurance companies got together. And the state says, uh, "We want our four and a half million dollars, please." The insurance company said, "Just take the cables and stuff out of the water. You can reuse them. It's all going to be great. We'll only give you a couple of million. So the question is, case or no case? Fred says it's a case, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd, you say? I say I say no, no case. case because Cal is trying to solidify his residence in H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> and okay. he said case. And we both said insurance, insurance company, company wins. wins. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, uh, once again, I really love listening to you guys and how you figure all this out. It's just <laughs> really, it's really amazing. But uh, legal analysis <laughs> and court jester, I got it, I got it, Cal. Okay. All right, so... I have a way. To th- uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Okay, so way. I'm going to ask you this first. How many of you believe if if the state won more money than the insurance companies? No, that no, that, if there's a case. Wait, wait, wait that would be a win for them? Or if, or if the insurance company got more money than the state, that would be a win for them? How would you look at that? No, the state, look, the, here's the answer. The answer is if the insurance company, if the state does not, Get everything they want, they lose, and the insurance company wins. Okay. Well, then, here's Cal, the... Cal, I'm going to die if after asking that question you say, and it's no case. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, here's what's interesting about that. <clears throat> case settled. Oh, it was a case, Denise. Yes. Case settled. settled. Uh, insurance company wins. No. <laughs> case settled by the state getting all four and a half million of its dollars. Oh, okay. So they settled the case, oh, and yes. the state so, got all of the money. No, we, all right, so we, get so one we each point. get one. Yeah, I think one point for each of you. Uh, oh, yes, and it's interesting. And you know what that means, right, Todd? It took uh, the, that means I get no points. Oh, we're tied. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> it took them nine months to figure all of this out, 
And then, of course, it was all interrupted by a rather significant event that took place on December 7th, 1941, which halted wow. the reconstruction of this bridge over the Narrows. And there's a bridge yeah. there now, but it's not Galloping Gertie. Wow. But the engineering behind that is also fascinating. What the guy decided, well, we don't need those. Let's just leave those out. Oh, what the heck? We don't need any of them. And it, the problem is one guy, it sounds like, made the decision. Yeah. And really. it was a nightmare. So anyway, that, folks, <laughs> and we appreciate you playing along on case or no well case. you talked about certain events happening which was obviously pearl harbor that right. occurred exactly and right. it changed the life so is covid 19 how do we get cases out in trial Ugh. during covid 19 and it is a disaster and it is it is crazy but you can't we can't stop the court systems because there's people doing that need criminal case because he's speedy right to a speedy trial. So what is happening in all these different courtrooms are is they're trying to do the best they can to social to do uh, a social distancing. The issue is in normal cases you do what's called trailing. Okay, so uh, this week you got 19 cases, and by the way, if you've got a civil case, who comes first? Todd. The 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 guys because they have the right to a speedy trial and yes. so they go first <clears throat> any criminal cases go first so they're trying to push these things out what they're doing at least in a number of states is they are social distancing first of all you do what's thing called vor dire which is you talk to every the jurors prospective jurors the lawyers need to ask questions and so does the judge they're bringing in a very small amount of them it used to be you bring in 60 of them yep. at a time but now they're bringing in 20 or 18 or or 12 and separating them throughout the courtrooms and what they're doing once they find their juries and it's taking so much such a long time that it's the normal voir dire is is doubling the amount of time because you can't bring them as many people the jury the jurors are sitting in different parts of the courtrooms one juror will sit in the back where the audience is in the far corner another another juror will sit in the other corner one will be you know two rows up and one will be in the jury they're all they're scattered throughout the courtroom and a nightmare for the poor trial lawyers that are trying to talk to the jurors and present their case and turning around and doing that well that's what's going on uh, and i know that i've talked to judges now it, now the problem is is some jur prospective jurors are getting covid now what do you do they're canceling cases so in this case they just put him on hold though right well you cancel them for yeah, you cancel it as of that day, and who knows what's going to happen next? Because what happens, as you know, uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna continue you out for um you know four weeks from now. Well, there's other cases backing up, and so it makes it very difficult to get a case. And what happened here in Texas just recently on the 13th? Lawyers were tested positive, juror tested positive, uh, and so. That it got canceled, the case. But this is interesting how we're trying to deal with this as lawyers. Yeah, yeah. and even lawyers are getting, you know, COVID too. So, I mean, I can see that if a juror gets it, then you can put in an alternative maybe. Right. But if the lawyer gets it, how do you deal but with the, that? But if the juror gets it and the juror's in there with everybody else, even though they're probably wearing their mask and stuff, do you do you have to quarantine everybody else? Oh, I think the answer is yes. Well, I'll, I'll, You're right. I'll, I'll just I'll give you an example. I was in court uh, about a month ago, mm -hmm. and just there for a regular just a calendar appearance, right? And when I was there, the attorney that was going before me 
said uh, said the the judge says is your client here and the judge said and the attorney says yeah but she's out in the hall because she was coughing a lot and she has a COVID test she's supposed to take tomorrow and then another attorney says well, wait a minute was that the same person that was just in here five minutes ago around all of us and the first attorney says yes it was judge comes out all right clear the courtroom gone for an hour while they came in to completely sanitize the entire courtroom. Just because one person who had to be in court was coughing. I can't imagine what it would be like if you had a juror who was sick. and yeah. possibly, I mean, that would be very it's difficult. Crazy. Yeah. What's going on? I'm just telling you. So that's that's what we're dealing with as lawyers uh, with this COVID restrictions. You can't just you can't just shut the court systems down. We can't. I know you try to, but you can't. I, I can I can tell you this. Another another personal experience with this. I did a trial in February of this year. It was a, a criminal trial. And the, the trial ended up going, taking almost all of February. It was supposed to be a three to four day trial. It ended up going four weeks. And we wrapped up the trial the first week in March. And it was a full on acquittal on everything. We prevailed. The next week with the lockdown hit. If we had gone an extra week and had to go through lockdown with deliberations, that would have been a nightmare. To leave a jury thinking about the evidence or trying to do whatever until we can come back in, because nobody knew what was going on that time. It was like, whew, thank heaven we got it done. But I cannot imagine a criminal trial with with the stakes involved or civil trial stakes involved being paused like that. It's a nightmare for some civil trials because guess what? They're behind all the criminal cases that they're trying to get out in. They are. And they just can't get these trials out. So us as civil lawyers doing – and I know you have a little bit of priority in some – Custody. Child custody cases. cases. But yeah. as a, okay, you got a personal injury case. Uh, we're going to push that one to the back, you know. And what happens is what does insurance companies do? Oh, well, I guess we have to wait, you know. And you know, they're not going to trial. So it is presenting a lot of issues. And there's got to mm-hmm. be a new way – uh, the George Jetson's way, I think there's going to be more cases and a new uh, era of cases going to trial via Zoom, via people being separated. Private judges. Private judges. Mm-hmm. And I think, what do you want to call it, reality? You know, now they got all that reality, t- t- what do you call it, the... You put your the, the the head mask on. VR, virtual VR, reality. Virtual, virtual reality. reality. I think you're going to be doing some virtual reality yeah. stuff. De- I'm doing fun. a lot more um, distance appearances. Oh, well, yeah. And, you know, all of that. Um, the only exception is domestic violence. Yeah. Domestic violence, we're having to appear in person. Do they favor either side? They don't, do they? I mean, it, it, oh, they, no. they can allow to keep everything flat when they have these road. I mean, it seems to me if they've got a guy in an orange jumpsuit with little handcuffs on and he's standing in a little box facing someone for arraignment, it looks rather diminutive compared to everybody else around. I think it could play in the, to the advantage of the of the prosecution, couldn't it? Or am I just being stupid? Yep, got it. No, good question. No, good the answer, answer is, sorry. no, a lot of times in the trials, they don't make them sit there in their jumpsuits. They'll they'll have them sit there in a suit, in right. a suit, and they have a normal, you know, yeah, a lot of times they'll be shackled All shaved and cleaned feet. up. Yeah. And, yeah. So an or, there's an order to be dressed. Uh, the, the defense routinely asks so that, you know, they bring a suit on the day that they of trial, and they're right. able to change into the suit, but when 
when they go back to uh, but, before they before they get in the van to go back to the jail for the night, they got to go back to the. But to what the they do, Todd, is what you'll probably you know, you'll agree with is the when the jury leaves, they don't get up and he doesn't hobble right. out. He sits there. Everyone's supposed to sit and stay until the jury goes out. Then they kind of hobble him out. They if, see that he's got the chains. If they're shackled, that's correct. If they're yes. shackled, because yeah. they don't. And I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. So you know, in England, they're inside of a jail box inside the courtroom, so the defendants in a criminal matter look guilty because they're in jail in the courtroom. Well, yes, that's my question about being in, inside a TV screen. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't that kind of make them look smaller and maybe perhaps... Well, I don't know. When we come back, here's the thing. You know, what we're going to do is... Look, I'm going to tell you one thing important. And Cal, name it. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back. Where's it from? Don't touch that dial. Well, that's from TV shows, of TV course. TV show. Uh, Think of which one. We'll be back. Infomercials. Many. No, don't touch that dial. Be right back. Hold on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. 
Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussions. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call, 916-259-4043, 916-259-4043, Concussion Medical Clinic. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Keenan, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com. And we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road, quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Oh, we're having so much fun. We just don't know what to do. There's so many things to go over. We're, uh, in Oakland, California, uh, in two, uh, December 2nd, 2016, a warehouse that had been, generally speaking, illegally converted into a residential space burned. And it was sad because uh, over 32 victims uh, passed away. My understanding of 32 uh, one survivor, uh, who one person who did survive, had lifelong injuries. So they they settled the lawsuit uh, for 32.7 million dollars. And um, the interesting that this was kind of one of those artists where they all got together the and 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 they hung out together and it was kind of an artsy place. But uh, the the last lawsuit just settled uh, for 399 thousand dollars for the final person that was killed. Apparently there's 36 people killed total. Uh, total. Um, and it's sad because you think of that was one person, $399,000 sounds like a lot of money, but for a person's life, it's not. But again, there are a lot without getting into detail because we've got a lot to go through this last segment. Um, look, for for um, a, 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 a county like the city, or the county or a city of the Oakland, to be liable for this stuff, they have a lot of protections under different government code sections, including other states do, where they're not going to be liable for housing issues. And so that's probably why it was a lower amount. But the liability on a city is usually more difficult to get them or find them liable for situations like this. Yeah, and here I think the liability attaches to the city because of the fact that they had city inspectors that were supposed to be inspecting this at least on an annual basis. Right. And that they had either inspected it and passed it or they just failed to inspect it completely. But still, still that's difficult to win under government code section 835 836 in in california and other states they still protect a lot of the taxpayer dollars doesn't mean they're not liable because i'm a plaintiff's lawyer and they are they can be but it's just it's a diff, more difficult 
hurdles, what I'm saying, uh, to go over without getting in detail because we can talk hours about that. Well, one of the interesting things about this particular case also is in addition to the civil case against the city, you also had criminal charges that were filed against two individuals for for essentially being the master tenant uh, running right. the warehouse. Right. And the, the, the co-defendants were Derek um, Almina and Max Harris. Now, Max, they were tried separately. Max Harris... I know they were tried together, but Max Harris faced different charges, and he was acquitted. Max Harris was acquitted of involuntary manslaughter. He and, was the master yes. leaser because the guy subleased, the guy underneath That's him right. was subleased. So Max Harris was acquitted, and that left Derek Almina, who faced 36 counts of involuntary manslaughter, and that trial resulted in a mistrial when the jury was unable to reach a unanimous verdict. And so, and, and that was last year, and obviously, as we talked about last segment with a lot of cases being delayed because of COVID, his retrial has yet to occur, but right. um, but you know I you know I I don't know I again I don't know all the facts but I, I just, I think, was the guy malicious in doing it or was he trying to help people and well, just wasn't good involuntary at involuntary manslaughter doesn't require I know maliciousness that. and I and I understand that and I agree with that but but my saying my point is here's a guy that thought he was doing what was right and helping people you know get. There's housing issues in Oakland, and I'm not trying to jump on my liberal side, but I'm saying, why is he criminally liable? I get you can be, but I, I just because it just it wasn't set up for residential. It was a commercial building, and there were so many I violations know, of of the local um, right, codes. codes, and yeah. he allowed it. No. And the fire was started because of an electrical issue. Yeah, but was that his problem? I don't know. Well. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. But obviously they had a hung, either a hung jury or they didn't, something happened. Yeah, it was, the jury was unable to reach a verdict. So it was a, uh, it was, I can't even look at Denise when I say this because she always starts laughing. It was a hung jury. And, um, but, you know, so the question is, under what circumstances does a prosecutor make the decision to because if the jury does not reach a unanimous verdict, the prosecutor, it's not its not like Jeopardy is attached. You can still do another trial because they haven't resolved it yet. And it really comes down to what the jury split was. Usually after the judge declares a mistrial, judges will ask the jury, okay, well, what was the split? You, know, you could have anything from, we know it wasn't 12 to nothing. We know that. But it can be anything. And if the jury was, let's say, 11 to 1 for guilty... That's probably going to be retried. Ten to two for guilty, probably going to be retried. You start getting down to nine to three, eight to four, seven to five. Seven to five, I doubt they'd retry it. Yeah. Um, Resources spent. That's right. It, it's you're not going to get it. But if it because if it's eleven to one, it could just be some rogue juror. That's your thinking, right? Maybe even ten to two because rogue jurors usually have friends. You get beyond that, and it gets a little difficult. So. So here's the thing I want to get to before the end of our segment and the end of our show. What happens in these colleges uh, about COVID-19 and the rules? Things are changing, and it's very interesting to see what some colleges are doing. And many colleges are, are requiring these students, when they come in, they sign a contract, and the, these contracts are saying that there are COVID-19 safety rules, including social gathering limits, mask mandates, and if you don't comply, they can kick you out and and get expel you from the school. Example, Purdue University requires students to participate in community testing and actually get a flu vaccine. 
interesting. This is, you know, I, for me, I'm not going to Purdue, you know, and not not saying that's not okay, but but is this now does that now come to you're trying to figure out which college is requiring what concerning COVID-19, and now is that going to be uh, something you're going to decide as a college, not just as academia or its sports program or whatever? My question is, is it going to be different for private colleges versus public colleges? That's true. I wonder if there's going to be some yeah. difference in treatment there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Penn State requires face coverings in campus buildings outside. So what's happened is I know uh, Northwestern had um, suspended or expelled a number of students for breaking their COVID-19 rules, and now there's lawsuits against Northwestern saying you got to reimburse these kids money for, the, what, $32,000 uh, yeah, you can. You have to prorate that year. Right. So if they're they're after the first semester out, they should at least have half monies back, or so, refund half. There's also COVID uh, lawsuits of for refund uh, refunds because the the students. We talked about this, right, I think, yeah. right. where the students sued because they um not getting the full. They weren't getting the full involvement of, not of college, college life experience. But yes. guess what? Didn't a judge just throw that out recently? I I think. Don't call me. I thought I just saw it just yesterday. The judge uh, recently just threw that out and says, I no, you can't. I think that's something to check I on. don't know that, Don't. but I thought I remember that. Look that up. We can't, but there's so many uh, new things ha- happening with the with college COVID-19. But this is interesting. So um, a, a number of uh, people are, are or uh, they're kicked out of college or on probation. And, um, and the question is, should they get their money back? And I think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits uh, about that. University of Missouri's COVID-19 rules include daily symptom checks uh, and man- mandatory face coverings. So, so, so yeah. just on that quick yeah. issue here, Chong versus Northwestern University. This was out of the uh, District of Massachusetts. Yeah, yep. And in that one, the judge found that the agreement, the contract between the student and the university, did not specifically include the right to in-person instruction. Dismiss the lawsuit. Nice. Other lawsuits yeah. have not been dismissed. Right, so gotcha. it's, okay. they're, they're very case-by-case. So by that's case. the one I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. So my point is, is this is going to fly around. This is going to happen. It it's it going to fly around with these lawsuits and a lot of money involved in paying these universities. So anyway, Cal, we have a fun we thing do. we do. Let's the end the show with your quick takes. And Mr. Kunin, if you don't mind, I'd like your quick take first if you have the time to share. If A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora can get a year suspension for cheating and are now back managing ball clubs, Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That's Todd's quick take. Denise Dirks, what is your quick take? It's a sad day when your true story is depicted in a movie called Hustlers. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Todd and I, we should have ended with that one. All I got to say is you're walking in for your potential apartment. You see your landlord fixing in a bunch of cords and plugging in 10 different plugs. Go to the next apartment. Yep. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. We love our listeners. Denise, Todd, Fred, and Cal will be back next week. Listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141.